WHOV 88.1 FM welcomes you to the pastor's study. The pastor's study in any church is a place where the pastor can go to collect his thoughts, study God's word, and develop ideas and thoughts on what direction the church needs to take. The pastor's study is where research is done on various topics. Missions are brought to the forefront and salvation is formed. The pastor's study on WHOV is a talk show that allows you, the listener, to come inside and to find out more about the ministers in the area and the good works they are doing across the region, the nation, and the world. Hosted by Pastor Kevin Swan of Ivy Baptist Church in Newport News, the pastor study is now open to the public. So come on in and find out what plans God has for his shepherds and his people. Listen, Eden is kingdom, and Eden mindset is a kingdom mindset. Let me hear ya. Where my Eden citizens at? Where my Eden citizens at? Where you at? Let me see you do your hands like this. Come on, let me hear ya, let me hear ya. Put your hands together like this. Come on. When God made man, He made a spirit. It was His plan that we live blessed. The tempter came, we were distracted. The tempter came, and we fell. We were deemed to live a life that's beautiful, a life that's full, a life that's rich. It is my goal to remind you of this principle. We redeemed a newborn soul. Come on, y'all, and tell them, say. Let's get back to Eden, live on top of the world. Let's get back to Eden, live on top of the world. Say it again, say it. Let's get back to Eden, live on top of the world. Y'all can say it, tell somebody. Now it's time. We change our thinking. We change our thinking. Know our design. Know our design. And our father's plan. And our father's plan. Oh yes, it's time. Oh yes, it's time. We get back to kingdom. We get back to kingdom. Now is the time. Now is the time. We take our stand. We take our stand. We were deemed to live a life that's beautiful, a life that's full, a life that's rich and beautiful. It is my goal to remind you of this principle. We redeem a new portal. Where my Eden citizens at? Let me hear you say. That's what we're going to do. Let's get back to Eden, live on top of the world. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Pastor's Study here on WHOV 88.1 FM. We're trying to live on top of the world because we're blessed. We're highly favored. We are kingdom's kids. We're more than conquerors. And so we should be on top of the world because Jesus Christ is, in fact, risen from the dead. We are certainly glad to have you again on another edition of the Pastor's Study. Thank you again for taking time out of your schedule. This is Pastor Kevin Swan of Ivy Baptist Church in Newport News. And uh, we have Pastor John Young, who is normally tag-teaming with us. Please pray for Pastor Young. 
he is not feeling well today. Sent a message to me this morning. He's got a real bad chest cold. So he's not going to be with us in studio. But please lift him up in prayer. Pastor Ray Johnson of Calvary Revival Church Peninsula uh, will be with us shortly. And uh, if you're just tuning in to the show for the first time, we like to talk about relevant issues that impact our community. From a biblical perspective, the pastor study in the church is the place where pastors go to seek understanding and wisdom from God, where we try to find solutions to the difficult questions and dilemmas that oftentimes pastors face. And so what we have done is just take what we do in private and share it with you in public. And so we always invite and encourage you to call in with your feedback, your questions and comments uh, so to make the show more enjoyable. Uh, we are pleased to say that we are moving on up, like uh, George and Weezy said on the Jeffersons, uh, with technology on the pastor's study. Uh, we now are on Facebook, and uh, you can look at uh, our our page on Facebook. You can go to facebook.com and then type in the pastor's study uh, for more information on that. And you can become a fan of the show. So once again, on Facebook, the pastor's study. And then also, we're also on Twitter at twitter.com backslash the pastor's study all one word t-h-e-p-a-s-t-o-r-s-s-t-u-d-y the pastor's study all spelled out and so again if you can't get to the phone and you want to make a comment we're going to try it for the first time today where you may be able to tweet uh during the show live or you may be also able to uh, put a, a message or a comment on our Facebook page, and we will attempt as best we can, we'll see how it goes, to share your comment while we're still on the air today. So we're trying to uh, upgrade the show, become more advanced in technology, and also uh, we also have an email address that we'll be giving out shortly, of which if you don't have Facebook or Twitter but you do have access to the Internet and email, you can email us at the, at the show. And we'll also try to uh, post your or share your email comment on the air as well. So technology is a blessing when it's done right. And we are attempting to infuse technology into our show. And so, again, thank you for taking the time to listen to our show for today. Uh, we do have with us in studio. Uh, he comes to see us every other Tuesday. And he has been a tremendous blessing. All of the times that he has been here, the phone lines have literally been jumping. And we expect no different today. He's a certified fitness trainer. One of the things that we wanted to talk about for this year is helping particularly African-Americans with their bodies and health and nutrition. African-Americans typically have higher cancer rates, higher high blood pressure rates, higher hypertension rates, higher diabetes rates, and than any other ethnic group in the country. And so uh, it is becoming an epidemic. Obesity is also becoming a major problem within the African-American community particularly youth and obesity because they're not as active as they as we used to be playing video games more often not engaging in physical activity and so juvenile diabetes is also a great challenge within the african-american community not in not in addition to the foods that we're eating that is not always good for us and so we wanted to bring somebody in that could help us to make sense of all of this and so certified fitness trainer jerry good is with us again and let me say this to you uh we're bringing on people and jerry uh that not as just anybody but uh because i love everybody that's listening uh i wanted to bring on somebody that i could tell you myself personally is is a great 
person to be on the show. Uh, Jerry is uh, my own certified fitness trainer. He works me out at least three to four days a week, and I have seen the results in the short period of time that I have begun working out with him. He's a lifelong friend as well, and he's also the store manager of GNC in Military Circle Shopping Center. So once again, Jerry, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Um, once again, I'd like to thank God for being on the show. Also, you, Pastor Swan, and for all the viewers out there, you have a great man, Pastor Swan. He's doing some great things in the area, and I love him dearly. And thank you once again. I'm humbled by this experience of being on the show. Man, we are glad to have you because, you know, in the times that we talk, even in between the workouts, you know, you give a lot of wisdom and advice on healthy eating and nutrition and all those things and we said it would be great that you could share your information with a lot more people but jerry before we get into your comments i just need to say a couple of things first and jerry you can help me out with this uh we know that springtime is is happening now weather's starting to break and and that means uh people are going to be out more and that means that the the hibernating period of the winter and you're eating and you didn't you gained a few pounds and now people are trying to get back to the gym we just need to set some standards for the gym. Can we do that, Jerry? Just, just for a moment. Uh, just, just a couple of standards, Pastor Ray. What you, what you think, man? Can, can we establish just, just a couple of standards? No, number one, please wear the appropriate attire when you come to the gym. Guys, please don't come to the gym with a white beater T-shirt on and some jeans and some Tims. Yeah. Please don't, don't, don't do that. And, and, and I said white beater T-shirt. I'm not making a derogatory comment about uh, uh, domestic violence or anything like that. That is unfortunately the term <laughs> that has been called for the T-shirt. So, gentlemen, please do not come to the gym with a tank top T-shirt on, some jeans and some Tims. Jerry, you want to comment on that real quick? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you're going to be um, austenized in the gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But rule, rule number two. Okay. Hey, Pastor Ray, you come over here, too. R- rule number two. Rule number two. F- fellas, if your stomach is bigger than your chest, you can't wear that. <laughs> you can't wear that. Which brings me to my point here. Sisters, if you're going to wear spandex, please wear a shirt long enough to cover mm. some of the things that you don't need to be showing mm. anybody. Mm. I hear a ham and organ huh, right now. Can, can I get a... Amen. Please. Preach, Reverend. Please. It, we, the spandex is fine, but but please wear some, a t-shirt that's long enough to cover the backside. <laughs> please. Number three. And I'm almost done. <laughs> Take your time. Fellas, when the sisters come in the gym... That's not the time to be adding on 20 or 30 extra pounds <laughs> on your bench. No, you can't no, lift it. No, you can't lift it. Just lift what you can lift, man. You get a guy, the, the, the sister coming to the gym, she get on the treadmill. All of a sudden, the guy now feels the need. Okay, he was lifting 10 pounds before she came in. Now he want to lift 35 and yeah. can't lift it. Yeah. And he over there in the corner Struggling. breathing all off. popping out his head. <laughs> About to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> Please lift what you can and don't worry about anybody else yeah. in the gym. And last, please have a plan when you go into the gym of what you're going to do yes. before you start. If you think that walking on the treadmill for five minutes it. is going to get the result you need, you need to reevaluate. Jerry, can you help me with that, please? 
Yeah, that is a big positive point because a lot of people walk five minutes and they're done. You know, just as check off saying they at the gym. So, yeah, we do definitely need to reevaluate that. We, we don't want to name any names of where we go to work out. But there's a guy that comes in, and first of all, he has on a uh, Pastor Ray full, uh, not, a, not a nylon sweatsuit. He got a, one of those uh, cotton sweatshirts and, and cotton sweatpants <laughs> and some dress shoes. <laughs> and he get on the train. He gets on the treadmill no. for five minutes no. and walks out. No. <laughs> and some oh, man. With some dress shoes on and a sweatsuit. So that, that's not going to get it done. No. So now that we've cleared all of that up, now, now, Jerry, you want to talk about today, you want to talk about body fat and you want to talk about uh, protein and heart rate. Mm-hmm. That's right? Yes. Because one of, the, one of the things that people don't understand is that what's important in your workout is the necessity of getting your heart rate up to a certain standard. Mm-hmm. Okay? Can you tell us about that? Why is it important to get your heart rate up and all those kinds of things? Okay. Very important for us, the heart rate. I mean, one of the things I talked about initially on the show coming in is about blood flow. Um, that's very important. The more your heart is a muscle, so you have to um, train it. You have to work out. And like I said, that five minutes just ain't going to do it as far as cardio. Um, you at least want 15 or 30 minutes to actually get into the rhythm of working out. Then you can actually burn calories to increase your heart rate. Now, one of the biggest things we were talking about was the body fat percentage. Um, I have an article, just some information on To Your Health, a February issue. Um, it states right now, according to the American Institute for Cancer Research, approximately 100,500 cancers that strike Americans annually are the result of excess body fat. Um, 100,000 100, people mm-hmm. are diagnosed with cancer simply because of a high percentage of body, body fat. fat. Mm-hmm. So I guess, Jerry, help us to understand then what would be considered to be a normal percentage for body fat and what would be considered excessive. Now, I know it varies from weight to weight and all those kinds of things, but can you kind of give us some kind of idea of what is considered normal body fat as opposed to uh, there now needs to be a concern? Okay, well, as far as a female, because you have um, a lot more estrogen, so you have more water weight, your body fat is going to be a little bit higher than a man. Um, from is the that age- consistent? Yes, that's consistent. Okay, so consistently across the board, body fat for women is going to be higher than men because of the amount of water that women retain. And also they have you know, tissues as far as the, um, their breasts. Um, other things in their bodies so they can hold kids so when they, they need those excess water weight because of that okay mm-hmm. all right so i didn't know that mm-hmm. okay so what what would be considered normal and excessive body body fat okay from a for a female from the age of 20 to 39 a normal body fat percentage would be 21 to 32 percent 32.9 high would be 33 percent to 38.9 and very high is 39 percent okay so a woman ages 20 to 39 is within range if her body fat is between 20 and 32 percent. Yeah, 21 and 32. 21 to 32. Mm-hmm. Anything over 32 is, is cause for concern. High. Exactly. Okay. All right. What about the higher age range for women? Okay. From 40 to 59, a normal body fat percentage would be 23 percent to 33.9 percent. High would be 34 percent to 39.9 percent. And very high is 40 percent. Okay. So... 23, what did you say again? 23 to, 23 to 33.9 are considered normal. Normal for a woman age? Age 40 to 59. 40 to 59. Okay. What about the men? As far as the men from the age of 20 to 39, 8% to 19.9% is a normal body fat percentage. 
20% to 24.9% is high, and 25% above is very high. So from the age of 20 to 39, you should be no higher than 19%. Exactly. Body fat mm-hmm. to be considered in the normal category. Exactly. Wow. That's, that's, that's a big number. 8 to 19%. 19%. Yep. 8 to 19%. That's not a lot of body fat. Exactly. Okay, so for those over that age? Um, eleven For the ages 40 to 59, 11% to 21.9% is normal. High percentage is 22 point, 22% to 27.9%, and very high is 28%. Okay, so two questions here, Jerry. Number one, how does a person, what does a person need to do, or where do they go to determine their current body fat one of the things you can do the most accurate is body fat based on water you know um some of the universities have where you get into the water tank and that's the accurate you can get far as body fat percentage but far as cost efficient you can go to different um retail stores and you go to get the weight scale that has athletic mode and those electronic shocks will go through your body and measure your body fat percentage so there's an actual scale a scale you can go get a certain type of scale Uh uh-huh that can measure not only how much you weigh, but also measure the percentage of body fat. Exactly. Okay, now you said certain stores people can go to? Yes, um, like places like GNC sells it, um, Walmart, um, places like um, Target. Those places have um, affordable weight scales that will measure your body fat percentage as well as your weight. Okay, now does GNC offer, like can you go into GNC and somebody... And, and ask you, uh, Jerry, I want you to measure my body fat. Do you do that in the store, or do you have um, to? No, we don't do that in the store. Um, but um, if people need it, though, I can direct them to the right place. Because um, when I train, I have an actual individual when I carry along with me, where you can do it with just standing up. And we have that at GNC, where you can stand up, and um, it has a where you put both your hands together like a little um, remote, and you can actually go through your body fat percentage there. Okay, so. After you find out your body fat percentage, okay, and and by the way, what is, you you pretty cut, man. What what is yours? You know, what mine yours? since um before I'm leaning up, I'm at sixteen point nine percent right now. Sixteen point nine. But you plan on getting further down? Yeah. By the time um since I'm leaning up since summertime, I'm my goal is to get to like nine percent. And to and to and to make sure we understand that that means nine percent of your body is what? Is nine percent of your body is comprised of body fat? Everything else is muscle. It's muscle. Muscle dealing with the organs and stuff like that, tissue that other than body fat. Um, just like when you look at a chicken and you see when you clean a chicken and you take that fat off. Right. And you rub that fat off, and that's what I'm trying to do, rub all that fat off so you can get the lean muscle. Okay, so mm-hmm. you want to be a 9% complete body of lean muscle, muscle or body fat. Okay, mm-hmm. so all right. once somebody finds out what their body fat is, and let's say it's excessive, mm-hmm. let's say it's high, it's cause of concern. What are some of the things that they can do to reduce their body fat? Well, one of the biggest things, because like 90% of everything is dealing with um, your actual eating process. You know, you have to reevaluate where you're eating. Um, one of the misconceptions, a lot of times breakfast, you know, just break, um, breakfast breaks the fast from last night. They say that if you just eat breakfast, you can lose weight just by adding breakfast to your menu. Because you kickstart your metabolism. Kickstart your metabolism. Early in the morning. Early in the morning. So your furnace starts to burn mm-hmm. faster. Exactly. So skipping breakfast is actually hurtful to a lot of people. Exactly. Because you're storing body fat until you... Breakfast means breaking the fast from last night. So if you... Um, last At nighttime, you fast and your body slows down. Until you actually eat, you don't break the fast until you actually eat. So therefore, you're holding and storing body fat. And what you also said from the last time is that you recommend 
smaller portions for meals. Exactly. Because smaller portions will keep the furnace or, or your metabolism active throughout the day. Exactly. Um, one of the biggest things is the ratio. You want high protein. You want good complex carbs. You got complex carbs consist of brown rice, um, yams, um, wheat, bread, um, simple sugars, simple carbs are dealing with sugar. You're dealing with sucralose, fructose, which is fake sugar. Those types of white bread, white rice, all of those are um, considered simple sugars you want to stay away from, and you want low fat. That's your ratio. So stay away from white bread, mm-hmm. white rice. Because that's considered sugar. That's why diabetes is so extreme, because when, you, when I was young, most of the time you eat bread with everything. But white bread is high glycemic, which spikes your insulin level. So what that does is that that's the reason why if you look at most people get two slices of bread, then you got your rice. On top of that, you got a little bit of meat. Now, protein helps with the absorption of carbs. So every time you eat, every three hours, you want to do high protein because if you're doing protein, the carbs are absorbed through the protein, so it slows down the effect of it. Wow. Once again, we're talking with Jerry Good, certified fitness trainer and also store manager of GNC and Military Circle. He's a regular on the show, always coming by, dropping knowledge to help us. And we on the Pastor Study are committed to helping the African-American community and the community as a whole to learn more about their bodies, to take care of their bodies, because it doesn't matter what kind of dream or aspiration you have. You can't do much of it if your body's not functioning properly. So today's topic is body fat. Give us those statistics one more time, Jerry, um, before we um, announce what you are giving away on today. Now, again, for a woman ages 20 to 39. A woman aged from 20 to 39, normal body fat percentage is 21% to 32.9%. High body fat percentage is 33% to 38.9%, and very high is 39%. Okay. And once again, you've already said that. Typically for women, women hold more body fat than men because of the storing of excess water. Exactly. Okay. So, after, over the age of 39, mm-hmm. what, what's the uh, body fat percentage? Okay. Between the ages of 40 and 59, normal body fat percentage is 23% to 33.9%. High body fat percentage is 34% to 39.9%. And very high is 40%. Okay. And then for the men, ages 20 to 39? Um, 8% to 19.9% is normal. Um, high is 20% to 24.9% and very high is 25%. Wow. All right. So first thing we need to do is for those who, of you who are listening, you need to find out what your body fat is. And, you know, it could vary from first from person to person. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yes. Okay. So you said that there's a scale. Mm-hmm. Is there is it a specific type of scale that is called or how do you know that the scale measures the body fat when you look on the scale it should have athletic mode athletic mode and most of the time it'll tell you whether or not it's a body fat percentage and bmi okay mm-hmm. and bmi stands for that's bone mass bone mass index bone mass index and also it's abbreviation for body mass index too body mass index mm-hmm. okay so <clears throat> if you are going to the store you don't have a scale you want to find out what your uh body fat percentage is go to the store buy a scale that has an athletic mode on it and on the athletic mode, it will list body fat or BMI. Mm-hmm. And that will tell you exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. And then after that, then you can begin the process. Now, you said eating is important. Is there anything beyond eating that is necessary in reducing body fat? Well, one of the biggest things is drinking water. You know, um, you got to realize 75% of your brain and body is water. 
90% of your lungs is water. You know, majority of your brain is water. So that means if you're not drinking water, you're really um, you're really dehydrating yourself. And that could be linked back to dementia and everything else. Because if you don't drink water, that means you actually starving your brain. You're actually starving your body. You're actually starving your organs. And that's why I talked about before is that a lot of people don't drink water. They retain water, but they have, a lot of times they have swelling ankles. Because the less water you drink, your body's going to hold water. So, therefore, you can't follow everything through because we're comprised of water. Wow. <laughs> so, how much water do you recommend a person drink per day? Um, the minimum is a gallon of water a day, eight, eight ounce glasses of water per day. Eight? Mm-hmm. Eight ounce glasses. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking water as we <laughs> speak because <laughs> I haven't drank a lick of water today. <laughs> so, eight, eight ounce glasses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Jerry, as always, when you come, and uh, we're almost out of time. Uh, but before we get into that, for those v- people who are listening and they want to get more information from you, share with them your website, any phone number, if you want to tell them about GNC and how they can get in contact with you. Okay, my website is bodybyjg.com. Um, I have a blog on there as well as you can contact me on that website. Also, my phone number is 757 area code 412-9331. That's the Body by JG phone number. Also, at GNC, I'm at GNC located in the Military Circle Mall. If you come through Sears into the mall, I'm right there. Um, so those are ways you can reach me um, to give you information as well as explaining to you about supplements. And um, one of the biggest things when I show you the gifts is about the weight about like 60 protein. I'll break that down for you once we talk about the free gifts. Okay, now, mm-hmm. you did bring goodies today as you mm-hmm. always do do mm-hmm. and so uh, what did you bring today one of the biggest thing i brought a lot of pre-workout products after workout products but one of the biggest things i brought was the way by like 60 protein and, and break that down for us jerry because you know we we hooked on phonic okay. we, we don't know <laughs> we don't know okay. what that means well we got different types of protein you got whey protein is from dairy um that's for muscle mass a lot of times people got goat protein goat protein is from a goat but it's supposed to be leaner that's one of the best producing amino acids you got egg protein um, egg protein is high, but it's good in cholesterol. If you got high cholesterol, you want to stick to egg protein, and you want to check the protein because some of the proteins have high cholesterol. You got casein protein. Casein protein is slow-releasing protein, and that means it's slowly released throughout the day. That's the type of protein you want to take right before you go to bed. And what is the benefit of protein in the body? Protein is the building blocks of muscles. Um, the reason why we, we eat protein through our foods, as far as dealing with the beans, you're dealing with the um, salmon, different meats we have. But the big thing about when you deal with protein shakes, it actually absorbs right then and there. So after you work out, you want something that absorbs right then and there. Because if you eat solid foods, it takes away from absorption because your body has to work overtime trying to digest the food. And you're going to lose the benefit of the protein. Okay, so and you said also that it's important to it take a pre-workout and a post-workout supplement. Yes, because um, um, what you can do with the Whey Bolic 60 is has 60 grams of protein, but what you can do is take one scoop, which is 20 grams, 30 to 45 minutes before, along with some carbs, good carbs, you know, as far as to help you with the energy in the workout. And um, you would do stuff. Some people can take a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on wheat bread, which has slow-releasing carbs as well as good, um, good protein as well. So eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, on wheat bread mm-hmm. about 30 to 45 minutes before you work out. Along with one scoop of um, And one whey, scoop of the whey protein. protein. Mm-hmm. And then what do you do after? Afterwards, you would take um, two scoops of whey bolic protein um, because it depends on your body weight. If you're over 200 and plus, you can take three scoops. But I recommend two scoops for the average person, 200 and under. Um, and also, too, you want to do carbs because what carbs does after your workout, 
it what it does is stimulate your insulin level so what it does is forces the amino acids from the protein to go into your bloodstream all right and so you have all of these goodies and you have them in a nice bag and you're willing to give away 10 bags today again mm -hmm. all right so once again first 10 callers 727-5711 what exactly are in the bag so people would know what's what, what you got so again we got the Weibolic 60 um you got a brochure dealing with the amp line, protein line bars, supplements. We have a product which is um, triggers extreme nitroxide production, and that's by um, Cytonox, um, and that's a um, pre-workout supplement uh, for muscle growth and performance amplifier. We also have um, a cyber. If you heard of a cyber, we got to choose. Okay. A cyber is antioxidants. Um, you got bottled water by Body by JG in there. Also, again, you have the Jack 3D, which is another pre-workout. That's for people who are serious about working out. It's not for novice people. So if you take it, you got to take a little bit at a time. Okay. All right. Light up the phone lines. 727-5711. First 10 callers will receive uh, a packet of goodies sponsored by Jerry Good, certified fitness trainer, Body by JG. Dot com and also uh jerry will you be available on friday uh at gnc like you normally are to if yes. people want to come in um, the people who are the winners you come in from um 12 to 1 and 6 to 7 okay mm -hmm. 12 to 1 and 6 to 7 for those of you who win uh you can certainly come in and receive uh, the prize. So we're going to take a station break. Jerry, thank you for coming on again. Okay, it's we always appreciate a pleasure. It. And I'm very humble by the experience. Thank you, Pastor. Scott. Absolutely. Always giving us very good information. We're going to take a break here. Keep calling in. First 10 callers will receive this uh, packet by Body by JG in conjunction with GNC.com. Take care. And again, we're going to take a station break. Thank you again, Jerry, for coming okay. on. And uh, on the other side of the break, we're going to pick up our conversation from last week. The topic was last week. Why doesn't the church talk about sex in a meaningful way? Uh, we don't do sex well in the church. We're going to talk about it and pick up where we left off from last week. WHOV 88.1 FM. Listen, Eden is kingdom. And Eden mindset is a kingdom mindset. Let me hear ya. Where my Eden citizens at? Where my Eden citizens at? Where you at? Let me see you do your hands like this. Let me hear you, let me hear you. Put your hands together like this. Come on. And welcome back to the Pastor Study on WHOV 88.1 FM. Campus is light today, spring break this week. I remember the days, boy. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Spring break. Spring break. Then you come back, you got about six weeks left. Shoot, four weeks sometimes. And then May. And school is out until late August, September. Man, that was the life, wasn't it? Man, what you talking about? <laughs> that was the life. If you're just tuning in with us, you missed a treat. Jerry Good, certified fitness trainer. Also store manager of GNC and Military Circle Mall came on and just broke it down for us today. Man. Talking about body fat percentage and water retention and, and the need, the necessity to drink lots of water every Man. day, eat healthy. And uh, if you missed his segment, uh, the show will be on uh, the website later on today, kevinswan.org backslash media. 
You can listen to the show in its entirety. And we're also pleased to say that starting today, we're going to attempt to add a little bit more technology to the show. We do have a Facebook page. You can go to Facebook.com and look up the Pastor's Study. Yeah. You can also go to Twitter, Twitter.com backslash the Pastor's Study, all one word. And so you can share your comments or you can email us. And the email address is the Pastor's Study, T H E P A S T O R S S T U D Y at kevinswan.org. So there are many ways now you can get in contact with us. If you can't, uh, call in and you want to email or tweet facebook whatever it is that you do and we hope to get at least some of your comments on the air while we're still here absolutely going to the next level yeah man that's good yeah that's good yeah so pastor we want to pick up again where we left off because we're short on time yeah and uh hopefully we won't be saying that too much longer uh as the yeah. lord will bless us to get an expanded coming version soon. of the show coming absolutely soon. coming soon but last week we we hit a nerve last week pastor yeah man and uh, last week we were talking about um, that the church doesn't do sex well. Yeah, the three-letter word that we don't use in church. But we know that the statistics in our community bear out that uh, it's obvious that people are having sex, mm-hmm. that sex is being discussed mm-hmm. in, in negative ways, the impact of it on our families and, and just in general. And so the question becomes, again, why aren't we having these types of discussions Intellectually, from yeah. the church's standpoint, yeah. to yeah. put sex in its proper perspective, we talked about last week again. Uh, you know the the number of children in our African American community that live in one parent households. Yes, um, there was a study that came out uh, recently that talked about the the HIV rate in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. is comparable to certain countries in Africa. In Africa, comparable. The HIV rate in the black community in Washington D.C. Wow, is comparable. To the rates of certain countries in Africa. What is that saying, Pastor Swan? That says we need to be talking about sex. (laughs) (laughs) That's what that that says. And so the question becomes, what's holding us back, Pastor? Why why are we not having intelligent, biblically-based dialogue about these issues in the church? What's the the fear? What's what's the holdup? Well, for one, we aren't having intelligent, biblically-based dialogue within the church simply because, uh, you know, sex for so long has been so taboo. And and, uh, the pulpits across America and across the world, uh, we haven't really framed um, in terms of our discussion theologically that sex is something that God created, that he meant it for one man and one woman who are in the covenant of marriage together. And we've tend to look at it from the negative side of things of talking about uh, where, where people are and what people are doing and we kind of emphasize the sin so much um, and people receive so much condemnation without really giving a clear biblical worldview and picture in terms of how this is meant to be a beautiful thing to be enjoyed between two people who are coming together in the covenant of matrimony so that God can bless them and bless the fruit of their womb, bless their children, bless them um, and we are so gone to the place now where it, it's we've almost trivialized it and desensitized and despiritualized sex so much now that we've made it a lustful thing. Absolutely. Let me say this. Yeah. It's been my experience uh, in pastoring. I haven't pastored long, and I, and I can say a testimony this Sunday will be four years. Look here. But here's what I know. That's good. Whenever there's silence mm-hmm. on a particular topic, mm-hmm. you leave it up to the people to draw conclusions. On their own. And usually those conclusions are wrong. Are wrong. Absolutely. And I think one of the greatest challenges is because there's been silence, we're leaving it up to the people to make educated, 
decisions and they're not we're not as a community making appropriate decisions yeah so yeah. now here's the question i want to raise today we're, we're short on time let's just get to it go ahead if we know that these are the statistics if we know mm -hmm. the high rates we know our children are being exposed and engaging in sexual activity at a younger age mm -hmm. now this might be a controversial question now go ahead if we don't believe that we can at least reduce the rate of sexual activity mm -hmm. should the church then take a position uh oh of offering uh oh protection pastor swan are you trying to put some hot sauce in it early today we we, we don't have but 15 minutes <laughs> we, we got to jump into in it other words, should the church take a position of of distributing condoms i say no pastor swan we cannot lower the standard um because really safe sex is really no sex if you're not doing it you can't get it and i know people would say well we've got to have the reality of where people are we do not condescend to the standards of this world, but we are to transform our own minds first and then cause transformation in this world by living to the godly standard and holding the standard high. It is, it's just like uh, one of my members gave me a, a DVD that I've been watching to kind of look at the statistics in terms of marriage rates within the African-American community. And, and I told the folk on this past Sunday, I don't care what the statistics say. I don't care what they're communicating. That does not have to be your reality. And we have to live out the standard that God would put forth in every area of our lives and do not condescend to this world. I absolutely agree we should not lower the standard. You should not, never lower never. the standard because God said, be holy for I'm holy, yeah. which means I'm not going to, Lower my standard. I expect you to raise your level. Got to rise up. However, Talk. if we know that this is an epidemic mm -hmm. in our community, mm -hmm. if you know in the United States that there is a city in the United States okay. that has the same rate as a small country. of HIV as a country in Africa, yeah. if you know of the high incidence of teen pregnancy and cohabitation and all of the things that are devastating our community, mm -hmm. then that means that there's several... Does that mean then that there are several steps that need to take place before they get to the place where they can receive the where message? they can receive being absent? And what do you do in between then? Because here's what we also know: mm -hmm. children having children is what keeps poverty that keeps the poverty cycle, cycle going. running. Yes. So if an impoverished child has a child, they're very likely to remain in poverty. Mm -hmm. So it's more than just spiritually based we're talking about economic we're talking about right mentally right and uh, we want to hear from you we, we don't have a lot of time uh seven two seven five seven one one yeah if we know all of these things are going on should the church then say look okay not that we are giving up on abstinence mm -hmm. not that we're saying it can't be done mm -hmm. but should we be realistic mm -hmm. seven two seven call in please but i'm just going five seven one one. We want to hear from you. I just continue to take the stand that even though there's a social, there's an economic, and there are even uh, uh, political inferences as a result of taking this kind of stand, if you're not engaging, then you cannot obtain the pregnancies, the viruses, the diseases that end, uh, that end up happening as a result of engaging in something before it's time. On the other side of that, we've got to look at the standards that are set. And Pastor Swan, we are not animals. Let's hear from the callers. No, we're not thing. animals. <laughs> we're not animals. We can control ourselves. We should be able to. Uh, no, we but can. But again, if there's silence, we have if to there do is it. silence, if nobody's talking about it. Yeah. 
Well, you know what I said last week. It's hard for for Rev to set the standard if if Rev got two and three girlfriends. Oh Lord, let's keep this. <laughs> we go get. To we the better call. hear from the callers. Are you sure they're girlfriends? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get your call. Good that means you be caller. Are you there? Yes, I am. Go ahead Good and state your comment, please. Um, you I caught the latter part of it that you're speaking on about um, premarital sex with teenagers and things of that nature. Correct. And in the church. Because, I mean, one point that um, he did make, which I don't agree, I mean, giving out condoms in church, because they're still allowing them to say, it's okay, even though we don't agree with it, but you're still like, oh, but it's still okay. Because you're giving them that, well, I'm giving you the condoms, mm -hmm. even though we don't want you to do it, but at the same time, you know, what's the choice? And then that, and that kind of hit home because a friend of mine, daughter, was leaving, going off to college. And um, she said, well, I'm going to put on birth control pills, even though she didn't ask to be put on birth control pills. Mm. But the fact that she was saying, okay, open the door to say you can have sex, even though we, I don't want you having a baby. But still, but then we, with my 11-year-old, I teach him, my husband, we taught him that, you know, it's, it's best you be married first, and then you have sex, you have children mm -hmm. like that. And that's the way the foundation should be made with children instead of, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, my God, it's embarrassing. But it's better that they learn and not be ignorant behind it. Okay. To go out and have babies. And, and like you said, babies, illegitimate babies. And, it, and it's a history. It's a cycle. And it needs to be stopped, especially in the black community. Thank you for your call. We You're appreciate welcome. it. God bless you. Bless you. Can we say the generational curses could be happening because of so, sexual sins? Absolutely. Okay, so now here's the question. Go ahead. All right. Now, should one... What I'm saying is, and, I, and f let me say this: I'm playing the other side today because <laughs> it's radio. I don't necessarily advocate yeah. distributing condoms, but yeah. let me say this: if a child is engaging in sexual activity, mm -hmm. you don't want that issue to be compounded by a larger problem. It's right. one issue that they're having sex, uh, you know, outside and, of marriage, right? But then if they get pregnant, if they get a disease, right. if something happens, right. now you're compounding the problem. Well, see, I think part of what we need to do is give that holistic approach and communicating why. It's not good for you or it's not God's design for you to have sex before marriage because of the sociological, the economical, and then most importantly, what the spiritual conditions are. And if we really, really tell the truth about this, about this, men and women in their 20s and 30s need to tell the teenagers how brokenhearted they were, how messed up they were, how many psychological, emotional, and spiritual issues they developed as a result in engaging in sexual activity before marriage. That requires transparency on behalf of the adult population to the teenagers. And that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother conversation. Because trust within the church. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about that. That need to be next week's that's, topic that's right, right there. Because trust within the church. Yeah, that's a whole. Uh -huh. We have another caller. Caller, are you there? Yes, I'm there. Go ahead and state your comment, please. I just want to say that I agree that we need to take a holistic approach of purity and understanding and teaching these young people that our body really is the temple of the Spirit of God. Because to tell a kid, don't have sex, but the music, the movies, the television shows, 87% of TV shows promote premarital sex. And 79% of movies shown, they show sex with people who are unmarried. Mm -hmm. So young young people are bombarded with this in their culture and so if you have one pastor or one parent say don't do it and that's it without saying hey your body you you inside of you is the spirit of god your body is special and your it's not your own mm -hmm. if you teach that then it'll be a different understanding not just of not having sex but also not masturbating also not being gluttonous also not drinking and 
doing drugs. It'll be a full understanding that my body is a temple, and that's really what we need to push. That's what we need to teach. But it has to transcend not just not just young people need to understand this. All of us as Christians really need to grasp this because um, I think sex is just it's just one thing resulting from us not really understanding who we are in God. So we have to teach our young people, and we have to accept it ourselves. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. And so, yes, she said you have to take a holistic approach. I agree to that. Mm. But we know that the message is not in the church. The message is don't do it. Yeah. We just say don't do it. Don't do it. And and the kids are sitting there. Well, like, what? What you mean? Don't do it. If I hear every day. My hormones are raging. When I when I go home, I'm going to watch a show that tells me, yes, you should. When Mm -hmm. I go to school, I'm seeing kids that say, yes, you should. Yeah. Well, this one person a week is telling me, no, I shouldn't. Why shouldn't I? Right. So if I hear a message enough. Right. Subliminal messages. So my question is. Music, media, entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, should we say, look, if you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. This is what you should You do. should at least protect yourself. Uh-huh. Is that a slippery slope for churches? That's a that's an extremely slippery slope, and and, and I'm raising another issue here with this that we don't talk about uh, um, the 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 condom industry in in and of itself with the wrap it up campaign. And I know I'm gonna get in trouble with this as I say this, but there's research that communicates that with the HIV virus that the the pores in the condom really cannot protect you inside of the virus. What's interesting to me, Pastor Swan, we have to have another show about that. But the wrap it up campaign ninety one ninety two ninety three. Uh, when that first began to come out and when it first got started, I wonder if we could do some research with Trojan condoms and with those who were involved in the transition between Viacom and BET. And I wonder if we would come up with the same persons. Now, you didn't hear that from me, but I just wonder if there's a, a, cor- a correlation that is there and if there was an economic gain at the idea of pushing this within a certain segment of the population. That's just a thought. I'm not going to go on. Well, we know that a lot of Well, like we that. know a large part of media is pushed at kids. All day long. Because kids have influence on parents mm-hmm. and, you know, they're the generation of the spenders. And mm-hmm. so if you're going to create this certain, you go to the kids. And, and, and that's no secret mm-hmm. in our country. We have another caller. Caller, are you there? I'm here. A uh, gentleman, wonderful comment. I know we're short on time, but I, I just truly believe that the safest sex is, is to protect yourself and to not have sex. Until you are in that union, until you're in that covenant relationship with someone who's going to be responsible for your innermost parts and your outermost parts. And and we don't tell a good story. I'm not going to say that, you know, it's all the church's fault. We don't tell a good story, as, as Pastor Johnson was saying, of, of telling the full side about sex. Even if you're a parent who has sex prematurely, telling the, the whole story about why you did it and how you felt after and how God has been able to redeem you if you are, you know, at the other side and, and you've allowed God to really heal those areas in your life. The best thing is to say no. I say it in my church, and I am the only lady. I say that it is nasty. You have got to understand <laughs> that when you have sex prematurely before it's time with every Tom, Dick, Harry, Julie, and Sally May, it is nasty. You are swapping DNA, the most, you know, intricate part of your molecular makeup. You are sharing that with someone who only wants you for a one-night stand, who's not responsible for you, who's not even going to be there when you wake up in the morning. Uh, You know, college kids, you know, single women, single men, wake up. This is your life. You only get one body. 
You have to take care of it. It is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You've got to protect that thing. It's not just about that 5, 10, 15 minutes. It is your life. And we don't talk about sex like that. In the videos, none of them people are going to be taking care of you when you're going to the doctor dealing with boils and molds and things growing in your secret places. Nobody is going to be there when you have a herpes flare-up. Mm. Nobody's going to be there when you have to take care of a child by yourself. <sighs> Nobody is going to be there in the middle of the night when you're crying because you've given yourself to someone who said they were going to be there and you see them walking across campus with somebody else. Nobody is going to be there when you find out that your spouse is, is doing something with God knows who <laughs> and did it with God knows who and you find out when it's too late. This is our sexuality. God has already spoken on it. But the reality is the world doesn't like what God is saying mm. because they want to satisfy the lust of their flesh. But God has already said that you shouldn't burn with lust. And we need to tell our kids, you don't need to, you don't have to burn with lust. You don't have to allow your flesh to control you. Your spirit man can be strong and can control that. There are many single people that are living. There are, I know a 35 or 40 year old virgin. Come on, people. We are not hot dogs in heat. We are dominion <laughs> men and women of God. And we can handle this thing. Y'all can, Thank get, you. Thank y'all can get some more of that on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Yeah, at CRCP. That's T that's T O O right there. The the only one. Thank thank you, Pastor Josh. We're look. <laughs> she I mean she spoke it. She she break she it down, it. man. But but here's my point. And she raising my four girls, that's why I love yeah, her. And so and, and to Pastor Nakia Johnson's point, obviously, yes, the body is the temple. And yeah. for the saved folks, we know that. Yeah. Go ahead. We're not dealing with people who are Go, completely there. You know, I passed Let's be honest. I came to the re- You're dealing with folks who, who come into church yeah, man. who just left somebody's house. Yeah, man. Which is so why, why why are we I mean, let's We gotta we gotta talk that way in the pulpits on Sunday. We gotta talk that way in the pulpits on Sunday. They just came from somebody's house last night coming to your service. How can you not create the standard? Because for some folk, they just don't know. We live in a time today, Pastor Swan. What they teach us in seminary, we got to read the text now because people are not familiar with the text. Right. We got to tell the story now about the standard because people are not familiar with the standard of the story. Well, here it is. Part of the reason is, and, and we're short on time. Go ahead. Is that we, we kind of turn a blind eye mm. to heterosexual mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. The only time the church is up in arms mm-hmm. is, is when, when it's, it's homosexual. homosexual. But when it's heterosexual. When it's heterosexual, all right. If Rev got issues going on, it's fine. <laughs> We're almost out of time. We have another caller. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Go ahead and state your comment, uh, I caught it late, too, but it was so interesting. And the lady, the young lady that just left, she just hit it and summed up everything pretty much I wanted to say. But I just want to share this one thing. It is so true. We have to stick to the Word of God, tell the children the Word of God, mm. because the only thing that will deliver is the Word of God. And they'll keep doing it. But like the young lady said, tell them why it's not good to do it. God loves you. God gave his life for you. And we are, our bodies are the temple of God. But one more thing, uh, a lot of Christians, the church is full of Christians, and they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. So how do we expect the young people to do it? And now we have to stand up for God and do what God has commanded us to do. And it can be done because... I am in a relationship dating a guy. I'm 58 years old, and we're dating for almost eight months. And uh, 
we've, we're celibates. I've been celibate for 15 years, and he's been celibate for a year. And it Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise it the Lord. can be done. All Thank right. you for the call. We appreciate it. And unfortunately, as we said last week, sometimes when people make that testimony, yeah. We want to look at them strangely, like they are. Like, like what's wrong with you? They from you've been in there eight months and you you haven't yeah. done anything. Yeah, but that's really how it's supposed to be, and I guarantee you, other aspects of their relationship will strengthen. Yes, they will learn how to communicate better. Yes, intimacy they will find will intimacy in other ways. Yes, and not just having it through sexual intercourse. Right, right. And so, uh, but you know, again, yes, it can be done. Mm-hmm. The question is for the people who are coming to our church Sunday after Sunday who don't hear. This message, mm-hmm. they're gonna go back, Pastor. We ha- that's why we have to tell them the standard, and then if we have the the transparency while we're communicating what the standard is of how we missed it and what the results were of us missing it, and why you should not follow what we have done, and then on the other side, lift up the the ones who are holding up the standard and saying, "Hey, this is what's in." This is what you want to do. You want to you want to be a, a 30, 25, 40, 21, 18, 16 year old version. That's what's up. But let me say this and we're almost out of time. It's hard for a, a young person to understand that message when at, right after church. Go ahead, man. She got to go home. They're going the back to a setting. Yeah. Well, mom and daddy ain't married. Yeah. Or a brother coming in late night. Yeah. Go to bed. Stay in your room. Early in the morning. Mm hmm. Let's be honest. That's here. a whole other show right there, you, Pastor Swan. What kind of what what kind of image are you setting in the house? Because obviously the message can be talked about on Sunday yeah. if it is talked about at all. Yeah. But really, where the message has to hit home mm-hmm. is at home. Mm-hmm. And home. if and if a child is at home in, a, in an environment where sisters, you, you got revolving door, mm-hmm. or brothers. You you are you are, are, are raising a, a single child yourself, and you got because nowadays it switches where you know sister come over to the house, kids got to stay in the room, and then she the one that leave, and he the one and that stay. Who there. is this uh-huh. for the kid? And you know what's interesting today, Pastor? We didn't get any brothers to call. Yeah, see, I was gonna make that point. <laughs> we, we got all sisters, brothers. Where you at? All the sisters said the body is the temple. temple. You uh-huh. got the whole. Ain't no brother call today. Ain't, ain't nobody call today. <laughs> See, that's what we need to be talking about right there because, you know, Pastor Swan, I'm just real strong on everything rises and falls on leadership. And if men want to claim to be the heads of the household, God made me the head. Well, then it's time for you to man up, be the head, and start manifesting some spirituality and walk this thing out. So then that suggests, do we need to have dialogue with men to redefine the dialogue image of with men? men? Dialogue with men. Men and sexuality. Man, just one book. I just want to recommend, and, and I know we, we, we don't advertise everybody's stuff, but a book by John Eldridge called Father by God. Learning what your father could never teach you. I'm taking the brothers through this at CRCP on Dominion Man First Wednesdays. I encourage every man to get that book. It takes you through the stages of masculinity and manhood and what it's all about. Whew, we out of time. Man. If you missed the went show. Too went too fast. Go to the website, www.kevinswan.org backslash media. You can hear the show in its entirety later on today. We got to do better. Man, we might have to pick this up again. We got to do better, Next Pastor week. Swan. That's a message. We need to tag team preach that. We got to do better. We can do better. <laughs> yes, we can. On behalf of Pastor Ray Johnson and Jerry Good, certified fitness trainer, this is Pastor Kevin Swan. Until next week, be blessed and be a blessing to someone else. Take care.